Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host, Ryan McCarthy. On today's episode, we are joined by Matty Davies. Matty is the founder of Winners Only Strength and Aesthetics. Matty is also a mind and body transformation coach. His values that he aligns himself with is look good, feel great, and live well. He's coaching men to high performance health. Matty was also the number one boxer in Britain, pound for pound, for three years straight. And within this episode, there's just so much knowledge around health, fitness, mindset, resilience, discipline, motivation. Like Matty's been in this game for a long time. He works with clients all around the world and he is so dedicated to his craft personally, but also to support and help other people achieve their goals. And it's just, yeah, this episode is just an absolute gem of a listen. You're going to get so much out of it. I can't wait for you all to dive into this, understand Matty's journey, understand Matty's value that he brings to the world and just soak in all the information and value that he shares on this episode. In other news, if you could please share this podcast around with a friend, family member, on your stories or as a post, that would mean so much in terms of helping this podcast grow, reach a bigger audience and just to get this message out there. If you could also leave the podcast a rating as well, that would mean so much in terms of just helping this podcast grow. Just help push this and keep this momentum going. That would be much appreciated and I appreciate all of you for tuning in. But let's get to the episode and let's welcome Matty. Welcome Matty. How are you, brother? I'm very good, thanks. But nice to catch up and I'm excited to begin the podcast with you. Mm, it's good to have you on mate i was um saying to you before this podcast for anyone that doesn't know um matty and my brother are mates growing up i don't sound like it but i'm from liverpool as well so it's really cool <laughs> to uh, <laughs> have this connection <laughs> going and being able to connect all these years later yeah yeah definitely definitely we had some good times when growing up uh mark mark your brothers was 100 one of my best friends and we had some some real good memories I used to love catching up with your, with, with your father as well um, and the rest of you, you know. Um, I was close to when you was, I remember, he was in assembly and uh, Mark's like, lad, I'm leaving. I was like, what? Oh, it was a killer. It was a killer. But he was sorely missed. He was sorely missed. He was sorely missed. Yes, man. But I know with you and the work that you do, like it's very positive and impactful. And you've been doing the work you've been doing for a long time now. So I'd love to start this podcast with just understanding who Matty is and also why you started this journey in the first place. Okay, so I'll go a little bit further back than we went, obviously, before the podcast. And I see the main incentive and motivation for me getting involved in fitness and health was when I was younger, I... Obviously, I, you know, I, I love my mother, of course. Uh, but my mother got sick when we were kids. And I I can remember the the pain of witnessing my mother so well. Like, we, we almost lost it a few times. And, and going through those moments and to look your mother in her eyes and to see the pain she was going through and... When, when you're a child, you, mum and dad have all the answers. They're Superman. They're Superman and Super Wonder Woman. They, they, they know everything's going to be okay, all that sort of stuff. Whereas in this case, 
I can remember we were by the hospital bed and we weren't sure. And I seen it in my dad's eyes. He wasn't sure. And it was it was deeply, deeply, deeply traumatic. And for me, I can remember that whether my mum would, would get another day or what. Thank God that she did. Um, I can remember saying to myself, my kids are never going to have to go through this. My yeah. kids are never going to have to go through this. I'm going to really, really learn what it takes to heal my mother, learn what it takes to make sure my health is at an optimal level. I'm never going to ensure, I'm going to ensure my whole family never go through this again. From there, went into, I can, I, I can remember I, I was given a book, a book by a, a, an author called Kevin Sudeo. It's called Natural Cures. That a natural natural cures they don't want you to know about. Mm. And long story short, it goes deep into this guy was a pharmaceutical developer, or he was he was a, he was a director of a pharmaceutical company. And yeah. um, one day he was going through a uh, basically the gist of the story is he was involved in the pharmaceutical industry, knew everything what he's about to tell now in the book and didn't care. And one day he's driving on a motorway and down the highway in the States. And he feels his chest. And he's like, wow, that's a nice feeling. And it goes away. And a few days later, he's driving again. He feels his chest. And he, he turns out he ended up having a heart attack on a motorway. It was that close to death. Yeah, well, and he was, he was he was terrified from it. Basically, he was traumatized by it. And um, from there, he's looked into different medicines that he could go to go through in the USA. No one had any answers for him. They were offering them unproven or un unresearched treatments, and so looking to charge him an arm and a leg. And then he went over to Germany, I think, and he checked his heart. And they give him. They recommend that he went to Japan or Korea. It was, and and he he ended up going, and he tried these natural remedies and it, it healed him of his of his heart issue. He had like, if I remember right, it was um he he they, they, they were gonna give him like a, a quadruple bypass or something like that. I can't remember the exact issue, yeah. but he, he basically had a severe heart attack and severe heart issues, and he started delving into the natural remedies and. Basically, in doing so, he turned his back on the pharmaceutical industry, sold the shares of his business, and made a life and all this crazy stuff. I know it's just kind of like a little bit off topic, but within this book, he 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 has like a, it's like a hundred and fifty page chapter, and it's like how to never get sick again, and. Yeah. In each chapter, there was a checklist. Within the chapter was basically a checklist of of things to do, and I literally went through every single thing one by one, and I practiced it on myself, and I worked it on my mum. I practiced it on myself, I worked it on my mum. Now, by the way, guys, and obviously, as you know, I have to say this claim This is medical advice. This is something I done for myself and for for my mother. And um, so, yeah, please don't try and sue me, all right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we went through the the process together basically, and now my mom fully healed. She's moving 
living just living full of health and vitality she's happy she's healthy same with myself uh i was always in good shape as a kid because i boxed uh, which i had a passion for and a good skill i boxed for great britain it was number one in the country pound for pound for uh, like three to four years won the number of titles and yeah so it was the combination of the two Everyone used to call me man child in school because I was always built. Um, so it was the two things that really give me a passion for health and fitness. And I've been able to transfer those memories, those traumas to the eight winners only and help people from literally all over the world, from like Africa, America. We've got people from... Um, uh, now, I never heard of this country before, and you may be not of yourself. Tajikistan. No, Kyrgyzstan, uh, <laughs> Kuwait, uh, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, um, uh, the uh, United Arab Emirates, all mm. over. Uh, Italy, Spain, uh, I've said America, I've Brazil, Trinidad. And like we, we got a real solid group of amazing people. Uh, and Australia as well. We've got some people from Australia, uh, which is which is pretty cool. And yeah, it's it's honestly one of the best decisions I've ever made. I've been able to help so many people from uh, all different backgrounds, improve the health, and get in the best shape. And the the motto of winners only is: it doesn't matter what happened before, you will only succeed when you come with us. We that's the standard we set. And the standard you, the energy you will embody, you will feel like a winner. You will leave us as a winner, you know. But uh, yeah, that's that. That I think I kind of went over the next question. <laughs> we'll go over. No, that's good because when you said there about winners only is about doesn't matter what happened in the past. It's all about what we can do now to create a plan to succeed, and that is empowering, yeah. especially with your story, because you said. What what that situation happened with your mother, you use that as an empowering tool to go and equip yourself with all the resources and knowledge to implement into yourself and also the people around you. Because us as humans, we can carry stories and baggage on us and we don't feel like we can remove the baggage or we can't remove the stories and we keep dragging them along and the bag gets heavier. But once, like you said before, once you just get to a coach like yourself or get to a coach or get to someone that can be like, cool, this story's here, this baggage is here, but what can we do now to make sure we can go forward? And that's what I found empowering from that. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. There's a guy, what's his name, Stephen Covey. He wrote a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And uh, in this book, it talks about uh, the problems and, and why people feel they have no control like no influence over the life. And he de he describes it as a circle of influence. And 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 and, and the categories of problems are number one, a, a, a full control problem or a, a total control problem. A direct control problem, sorry. The these are things that you have first hand control over. You can, for instance, um Ensure you say the right things on a podcast to inspire people, for instance. That's a direct control thing. Or you make sure you've got control of whether you get to work on time or, or put the most hours in, get the best results in your, in your training program, whatever it may be. And then the next one is called an indirect... Uh, the next 
uh, problems or issues we, we are described as indirect control problems. So for instance, um, maybe I wanted to inspire people on your podcast, but to your audience, maybe I would reach out to you and say, look, let's let's converse, let's see if we can provide value for your people or, or, or something along those lines. So with regards to indirect problems, they are where you would, would interpersonally converse with someone else to request their help because they are they're the ones with direct control, if you're with me. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then yeah. obviously the next ones, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, the next ones are then no control problems. And these are things such as the weather, such as the football team you support or the, the soccer team, rugby team you support just lost by a million goals or a million points or whatever it is. You can be upset by those things, but you have no say in the matter. You don't know the manager. You don't know the players. You, there's no indirect control. You haven't got. You're not on the pitch, so you can't be upset by. Well, you can be, but it's a wasted form of energy. What you should really do is increase your circle of influence by focusing on number one, what you can directly control, and number two, what you can indirectly control. And going back to what we've mentioned here is. That was that was in terms of, of, of me motive in regards to helping me mold and stuff, is that was my way of healing from that. You know, it was it was real baggage and it, it stuck me for years. I ended up going to therapy over and all that. I got told I had PTSD, it was crazy, it was dark. Um but in knowing that I can control my own habits and I can indirectly inspire my mother and lead by example and educate her on the matter. Like that's what creates the outcomes that we want and gave us that level of control and 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 peace. Yeah. A peace that we were looking for, you know. Peace but is yeah. the big I mean, part of it. Yeah. Peace is the big part of it because it's it's like that acceptance piece of it all and yeah. being comfortable with where you are in life because if we ne never accept the things that have happened to us it's hard to change it's hard to create new habits it's hard to want well, to better ourselves but once you find that peace and acceptance you can start putting the building blocks on top of that and do you think that's where your purpose ties into it because you you would be in similar ways getting your own clients the same results that you had with your mother Maybe not to the extent, but they have a goal and they want to improve themselves or become a better version of themselves. Do you feel like that gives you the same feeling or similar to that? Yeah, I, I, do you know what? There's something so beautiful about seeing someone in pain and knowing that in a few months' time, they're going to be a new person and you can help them. And, and to see their journey and to see their satisfaction there's an there's an, a deep glow that you oh, I can't explain to you like it just gives you life. That's the only way I can explain it. There's like an explosion in your solar plexus. I can feel it now. It's exciting me to even talk about it. And 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 for me, life's tough. As men, we I believe at least I believe a man should should be the leader, protector, and provider for his family. 
That's how I've been brought up by my parents. And in business, we have ups, we have downs, you know. We, we never know what's going to happen next month. We try and systemize, project, and manage our finances and markets and innovate and all these things, but we never really know. Now, that can feel very tough. That can feel a lot like work. It can feel, feel very chaotic and uh, unpeaceful, for lack of a better word. Now, me, when it comes to business and purpose, you've got to, the quote, the old saying, find something you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. And I think to be able, well, I know from my own experience, to be able to have helped and changed so many different people's lives and and see the smiles on their face, see the confidence in their own personality, the shoulders are a little bit more back, they're talking with a little bit more charisma and excitement and they're, they're speaking about different topics. The, 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 the best news for me you can get from a client is, is the look in their eyes when they've achieved what they want. They, they look good, they look great, but the biggest change, the biggest transformation, and I say this to all my clients, you're changing your identity. Yeah. The biggest change comes from within. It's who you become. That is the most enjoyable piece. That's the 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 satisfaction. And that's again one of the reasons why I mentioned like winners only. Like this is the only outcome. If you want to succeed, you're gonna win, you're gonna become a winner inside. We'll create the habits. We create we, we we create the system that works for you. We'll implement the habits that are most convenient to get to you to where you be. And that consistency, that grit, and that passion for your vision. Alongside the support, because me sometimes you you have to want it more than your clients at certain points for them, you know. And I think the the the, the mix of passion just creates this beautiful chemistry, and and um, it's just it's just beautiful. It really is. It's really beautiful. And and for me, that that feeling is what I I I I, I chase for others and. This, I just see it as the best form of charity, you know. Yeah. I think the, 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 sorry, let me just turn it off. Yeah, you're up. Um, sorry, it was me phone on, on, on loud or whatever. And um, I think when it comes to, what were you saying again? You're talking about passion and, and the passion and, and, and the results and, from that and how much it fulfills. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just, there's something just so beautiful about helping people and to look back and go, and go you know what? I, I won't mention names, of course, but they, they, they were suicidal six months ago and you've helped them. I, I've had clients who people, like they've got an author writing a book about them right now as we speak. I won't, out of obviously professional uh, confidentiality, I won't be able to mention it, but they come from real rough rough times and um to help them and to see people change come from literally the brink of of the depths of depression and suffering to become high profile um, high value people in their own careers in in their own health they've lost like it was five phone the person lost 
uh, five and a half stone cellar line. And to see these faces and to go to bed and think, I changed all these people, different people's lives. And for, to hear the way they say it, it's just something so beautiful about it. Man. It really is, really, really is. I can hear it just yeah. the way you describe it to me. Like, it's honestly giving me goosebumps. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've worked in the human service for about five years myself and mm. i relate to a lot what you just said like the face and the eyes can't lie much of a blessing it's been to help people from mm. depression and people from all over the world heal from their own traumas and and and, and become who they really want to be physically and mentally yeah yeah because i was saying like as I've worked in like the human service or community service industry for about five years now, and I relate to a lot what you said about the look in people's eyes just tells so much, like the eyes can't lie. Mm -hmm. And especially yeah. in, I'll speak about in gyms specifically where I've seen people do gym transformations, even myself, like I'll yeah. go to the gym, I'll begin like an exercise goal, but my whole life changes, like not just my physical body, not just my health, how I feel like um, internally, mm -hmm. but my whole mindset and mental health improves as well. Yeah. Like it's improved yeah. relationships. It's improved um, my job and my career. It's improved like every yeah. single aspect of my life. And I think that's mm. the beautiful part about the journey of achieving a goal. And especially for men, that's why I think it's important for a man to have a mission in life, something to strive for, because on that journey, you learn so much about yourself, but you're so fulfilled every step of the way. Beautiful, man. It really yeah. is. It really is. And you're absolutely correct. I think a lot. Think let let's go back to lockdown. A lot of us were 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 stuck at home. I know it was very strict in Australia, and I, I had friends who 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 were over there, and like at least in the UK, you as a coach at least you had nothing. There was no. You were stuck at home. You. you barely scraping by and it's like how do we survive you know in those modes in those moments sorry you, you you're in survival mode and and there's no direction it's just where's the next meal where's the next bit of income to, to find rents and things like this and um, i think with regards to that the lack of focus on a purpose saw a, a big rise in depression, anxiety, low self-worth, all these different negative uh, experiences of reality, should we call them. I, I wouldn't really like to call them a pathology because that, in my perspective, it locks that uh, issue in yeah. where we want to try and free ourselves from the bondage of it and the association to it. So uh, I would say... Uh, an experience as opposed to anything else. But yeah, so we, we don't want to be in those experiences. And I think when we can cling to what is important and find order in our direction and vision plan, I think I think that frees us up to know that the day might be tough, but tomorrow's better. Mm. You know, sometimes the, 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 the excitement of what's to come is enough to pull you from depression and then from there it's obviously a case of 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 working towards becoming more present and 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 appreciating and being grateful for what you already have because 
what a lot of us don't realize is while we're chasing the carrot, everything we're actually wanting is right in front of us. You know, everything we actually need to attain the carrot or catch it is around us. We have those resources anyway. You yeah. know, but I think purpose does really highlight that and and, and pushes towards those 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 qualities. You know, I would say. Yeah, I agree with you there as well because you said too about vision plans. Is that something you actively do? It's like, do you write down your goals? Like, how does that look for yourself when you have a goal in mind that you want to achieve? Yeah, so I've, I'm not with them now, but I had a mentor. His name is Mark Coles, uh, a business coach for fitness professionals, a great guy overall, and. Basically, we're in a call and we're talking about like a vision plan, goals. And he's like, "Look, Matthew, I want you to go through this this questionnaire, this 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 uh, like a, a survey sort of thing, but it's a questionnaire." And it was it was made by his mentor, a guy called Doctor Martini. And long long story short, you 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 answered a number of questions. You go through the, the framework and it tells you, it clarifies with a pie chart and other parts of other pieces of data, the exact things you value, your top five challenges, your top five supports, and gives you some advice on creating an action plan to create the lifestyle you want to that is conducive with your values and your long-term goals and objectives. Because ultimately, as you'll more than well know yourself, you can have a goal, but if it's not implemented, you have not. It's just a dream. Now, the thing with, with goals, they have to be measurable, but in order for them to be implemented, they need to be habitual. And what this means, what this means is them goals have to be broken down into objectives and also habits that are with your values. So basically, my vision plan, I've got like a five-year vision plan. Uh, I go into the things that I truly value and I review it each six months just to, to clarify that. I'll go into the things that I value and it's like, okay, for instance, I value building wealth to support my family and travel and health and fitness. So I might invest in uh, training courses on nutrition, on NLP, things like this. Uh, what is it? CBT. Things like this, I could invest in some education on that part. I could work on marketing my business to build a client base online, and 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 I set these goals and I'll break them down then into objectives. So okay, finish chapter one of the nutrition course, finish chapter, uh, make sure you you put on better content. I'll hire a videographer or whatever it may be, and I'm with these goals. And then what I'll do is I'll tailor these around my routine. I'll, I'll I'll put these into my routine, different habits that I need to to implement, and once the the basically these these habits, this routine should be based around my values, and it should lead me step by step towards achieving my objectives, and each objective leads me closer towards my long term goal. And yeah. um, from that, obviously, this is tailored around your vision. My personal advice is if you're going to create a vision plan, uh, tailor it around what you 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 value and review it 
every six months, every three to six months. That's what I would say. And just check yeah. where you are. Uh, yeah. if, 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 if anyone wants to advice, I can actually send it over to you. Any details, like a template or whatever. Uh, yeah, that'd be want. good, that. Because it's so yeah. important to be a cheese for sharing that because it's so important to have goals. Like you said, it sounds like you reverse engineer a goal to figure out the steps and the steps and action plans needed to achieve X goal. And it shows how important it is to have like a target to aim for because a lot of people could be doing work. A lot of people could be going to the gym and you ask them why they're doing it. And some people say, I don't even know why I'm doing it. I'm just showing up. I don't know why, but it's so important to understand your why behind it. Cause then you will start getting results because if you don't understand your why, or if you don't have a vision, it's hard to actually attain or achieve something. There was a study done by a bunch of neuroscientists and they got, 30 people in the room. They got three groups of 10 people. So the first group of 10 people, they said, so everyone had to shoot from the free throw line. The first group of 10, they said, don't practice at all. Come back in 30 days and see how much you improve. The second group of 10, they said to them, practice every single day for 30 to 60 minutes, shooting from the free throw line, and then come back in 30 days. Then the last group of 10 people, they said, visualize yourself shooting from the free throw line, only visualize and do physical practice, only mm. visualize yourself doing this for the next 30 days and come back. Mm. So the 30 people came back at the end of the 30 days. The first group who did no physical or vision practices didn't have any improvement. The team mm. that did the physical practice only got 27% improvement. And then the team that did vision practice only got 26% improvement. And they oh, did way. Yeah. <laughs> And they did no physical practice whatsoever. That just shows the power of you implement the vision and goals with the physical work as in um, setting up goals um, and habits and disciplines that you can use to be able to get to your vision. That's wanted to share that uh, story that was done by the neuroscientists because it just shows like how important it is to have a vision and then action the steps to get there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that is just overall mm. immediately. And, and, and what that does is it's it's the idea of focus isn't it yeah they say hard work hard work more than likely is 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 passionate and really doesn't take for granted the skills that they have so they're more likely to visualize the dream the more they're more likely to have the fire in the belly to really push forward and I think in terms of personal growth, personal development, if you do work hard and you really are clear on your vision, that's going to, with that added level of direction, you it'll be what? 26 plus 27% is 53% better. It's a lot better than otherwise doing nothing and just sitting on a fence, you know? But at least having that vision about it is, is enough on its own. So what I would definitely say in regards to what you've mentioned is, is it pays to compound the two. Yeah, 100%. And for yourself, Matty, because you've been in the health and Mm. fitness for so long, like you said, you did the boxing, you're number one for three years, which is a massive achievement. And also building the business and working with clients all around the world, which is a big achievement in itself as well, man. I just want to know, like, what has it that's kept you disciplined or motivated or whatever word you like to use over these years for so long? Vision, 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 100% vision, passion, drive to be better 
ever since I was a kid. I can remember when I was I was five years old. Now, maybe your audience doesn't know. When I was younger, through my family or uh, my family on my mother's side, originally from from the Caribbean. So, and my father's originally from Liverpool. Um, we are a mixed race family. I'm I'm mixed race, believe it or not. I know very very light skinned, but being the eldest lad in a in a predominantly black family, like a lot of my family are a lot darker than me. We would suffer racism, and and I'd be the one to deal with it. And basically, from a young age, my father was like, "Look, go to boxing." Uh, went from five too young, six said I was too young, seven was too young, and then when I turned up when I was eight. That was when they said, listen, you can train now. Um, one thing my father told me on that first day is he said, look, I know you're going with your friends now and you might enjoy it for a little while, but do you, if you want to become the best, you're going to... Can you hear that? No, that's all right. Can you hear the alarm? Barely. Barely. Okay, yeah. it's cool to carry on? Yeah, it's cool to carry on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Cool. Um, and he said, basically, make sure you you stick at it. So you you start something, make sure you finish it. Um, uh, so sorry, lad. <laughs> You're all good. Oh, I've, I've taken my words from my mouth. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry about that. Brother. Oh, good. Um, there we go. All good. All good. Yeah. So sorry about that, lad. Um, so yeah, we went to the I went to the boxing gym. And my dad was like, "If you're gonna start something, make sure you finish it." When your friends want to quit, and they want to chill and want to have fun. If you want to become a champion, you have to make sure you turn up. You have to do it when you don't want to. You have to do it when you have to. You have to turn up. Just keep turning up, and. To be honest, I just fell in love with it. I just fell in love with boxing. I fell in love with the sport. Uh, I, I enjoyed being better. But I can, I'd always look in the gym and I'd look and I'd be like, who's the best? Because at first, when I first few years of me boxing, I was no good. I was no good. I'd get beat up and sparring. I'd come on, cut noses, shiners. And I, I was learning, but I wasn't as good. I wasn't nowhere near the best. I could just scrap a bit, you know, um, and the more I learned, they, at the end of the scene that I wanted it, I had the vision for it. I wanted to become a champion. I'd look at the best fighters and say, I'm going to beat them. And I'd go home at night at, uh, before bed and I'd think through, through, how am I going to uh, be the best? How am I going to do better? How can I dodge that punch? How can I defend this way and block or whatever? Um and that passion and the inspiration I had from from other mentors of, of who were more experienced, the more successful in the gym, they really pushed me to go further. Uh, and when I would, when I was training, I just done more than everyone. Like I, I, I the, the 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 standard was you train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, five till six, and then I adults would be six till seven. I got in, put into an advanced class through genuinely just sheer hard work on a Tuesday and Thursday. So I'd train Monday to Friday, uh, five to six, 
uh, no matter what. And then just because I wanted to, I I train with the adults as well, six till seven, six to like seven thirty, and and I can remember they they just have me doing press ups next to them, and I just do hundreds of press ups, and there's a big thick rope, like a big thick rope, and they, they just wanted me to just they, they kind of wanted rid of me, so to speak, you know. Um, whereas with this um practice. Eventually, it was I, I, I was old enough to box. I was 11, so it's been three years of literally about 15 hours, about about 10 hours, 11 hours a week in, in the boxing each each uh, week for three years. Uh, eventually, became very good. So my first year, I, I won the title. I won, won national championships. And I, 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 that just... Became the going thing. I'd work more than everyone. I had this vision. I would be the best. I, I, I would be the number one in the gym. And when I became number one, that was, if I'm honest, I took a little bit of me foot off the gas and became complacent. Yeah. And um, I can remember boxing a guy, and I was more interested in spending time with this girl who I liked. I didn't train for the fight. And I got beat, mm-hmm. and I really, really got beat like, convincingly, and it knocked me right back down to where and made me realize, no, if you're in this, you're in this. You don't play boxing, you live boxing. And a lot of that, because like, I wasn't fit for the fight, and it was, it was very upsetting. At the time, I was in the Echo Palace, uh, which was... The, the GB headquarters for the for the boxing team, and everything was at my feet. People had let onto me in the streets with it now, and I was like this champion knockout kid sort of thing. And to lose all that through my own complacency and lack of keeping my eyes on the prize, my lack of vision was very upsetting and traumatic. And that upset and that fear of failure pushed me towards creating the best vision and and, and the most conscientious uh, habits and discipline for all aspects of my, of my life. Now, obviously, we've we've had ups and downs with winners only in the business. Um, and throughout it all, I know if I work hard enough and I'm cl- clear on my vision, I'll eventually get to where I want to be, um, and 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 ultimately you've got you're the leader, you're the leader of your child. If you don't have the discipline, people who you can't expect it of anybody else. So one thing I like to do, and I've always done, is lead from the front, and uh, 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 although that requires a lot more stress, a lot more work, I think that's the standard to really lead others. You've got to be a a a. a a signpost for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't mention before, one of the main people who I was really inspired by when I was boxing was a guy called Michael Gerard or Mick Gerard. I just knew him as Big Mick. And he was the champion in our gym at the time for the seniors. And he would look after me, put his arm around me, so to speak. And he'd come to my fights and he'd teach me different skills and things like this. And the power of having that mentorship and, and inspiration to look up to. Mm-hmm. 
was what took me to those highest levels of becoming national champion and boxing for Britain and, and different things like this. Whereas to transfer that for, for winners only and for my own clients, I have to do that. I have to put my arm around them. I have to be there, Mick Gerard, to look after their needs, to look after their inspirations, to really harness and 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 and, and support their vision and lead them along and hold them accountable. And to do that, you you need to work by example, you need to be organized, you need to work harder than others. You need to work in your own physique, in your own shape, in your own health, you need to constantly learn it. So I think it's it's as much as, for instance, in my case, I may inspire my team and inspire my clients, a lot of the time they don't realize it, but they really do deeply inspire me to, mm-hmm. to, to be better and to, to, to be the, the signpost and the, the best for them as well. So when you look at it like that, ups and downs happen. You can have good and bad experiences regardless. I've been, I've had businesses trying to collude and, and, and steal clients and different things like this. Suffered many setbacks, but re- as long as you stay close to your vision and you, you stick with it, you, you've got the habit of stoicism and habit of, of perseverance and habits of high standards, as opposed to habits of giving up and habits of failure, which if you win as only, you can't fail. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I, hope, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. And there's a lot of key takeaways from there. Like, one of them I want to touch on to start off with was the embodiment of the work that you preach is super important. And to be able to be a reflection that people can look at and be like, mm. I can become that or I can achieve that. Or it's just like, it's that energy. It's just something that when you're in the right environment, you, it just rubs off on other people. Like when you first got in the box and your dad instilled those core values into you by saying, you're going to finish yeah. this until you finish it. Don't give up. Those core values got embodied into you. And then when you went to the gyms and you saw Mick and then having that environment around you and all throughout all these years, mm. it's just constantly putting yourself in environments. They're going to push you. That's going to test you. But ultimately, it's all going to grow you. You learn more from your failures than your successes. You know, uh, when when you fail, and, and I would say failure is a, is a gatekeeper to success also. A lot of the ups and downs of business are what make it all worthwhile and, and health and fitness as well, personal development. But when we do fail, you can call it a reality check. But what you can also say is, is this is a review of your level of performance and where you need to um, improve. You know, it highlights where you need to improve and and there's no better way to, to clarify that than the, the sharp good of a failure to 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 give you that snap into reality that you may well have needed otherwise. You know? Complacency is the biggest failure you could possibly have. And and that that is what will kill you as opposed to failure, which will keep you more vigilant. Mm, that's so true. And that um I related that a lot. The moments where I've been complacent have been my biggest fuck ups in life. The moments mm. where I'm disciplined and staying on track is where I feel like nothing can go wrong. But it's also still being aware and detach from what I'm doing to a point so I can still analyze it from a bigger picture. 100%. Thinking as to what you've just mentioned, it, 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 it's it, definitely true, man. 
Yeah. And for the people that are starting their like physical and health journey, like what advice do you have for those people that are yeah. about to begin that journey? Because it can seem scary for a lot of people when they first start it. Yeah, so one thing I would say is no one in the gym is judging you. No one cares. Everyone's going through their own stuff. They're there to better themselves. And if you can get out of your own way and you can face the discomfort of the unknown, not knowing what to do, maybe feeling like you're going to look a bit stupid and all this sorts of stuff. If you can face that, then no matter what, you will leave that gym feeling more empowered, feeling more confident, feeling more accomplished. And the benefits of, of, of implementing those habits, which aren't comfortable, they're not easy, they're not, not fun at first until you start seeing the results. The benefits of these things are beyond what you can ever imagine. And 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 one thing you can definitely know is that by just placing that bet on yourself and telling yourself that you do want this and there's no time for tomorrow, you're gonna to do it today, you will definitely, definitely be grateful for it over a matter of time. But one thing I will say is begin with what you, you can control, always be learning and find yourself someone who can really who really inspires you. Now it doesn't mean to externalize your power or externalize your value, but see someone who's done it and been there and, and, and had those setbacks that you've got going through. Maybe it's body dysmorphia and you're not really feeling good about how you look or you're lack confidence in social situations where you feel like people don't respect you because you're not in, sh in the shape you want to be. This will all come on the other side of facing that fear of the unknown, of the fear of not being good. Because look, no matter what, it was two years for me when I when I first boxed and I got my... Are we okay to swear? I, of course. Yeah, we okay yeah. to swear? Yeah, <laughs> I got my ass beat for a good two years. <laughs> I got my ass beat for a good two years, and I was only a kid. And and if you can if you can take punches in the face day to day with no loss of enthusiasm, then you will only ever reach the top. But in this case, it just do the reps, be consistent, be consistent. You know, there's there's I could I've got so many clients who've come to me, who began their journey and they've been terrified of coming to the gym. They're embarrassed, they're looking bad. They're not sure if the gym's for them. Oh, I'll just go for a walk. I'll go on a treadmill. Stay away from that. Lean into the weights. Lean into the weights. Lean into the weights. Do your three meals a day. Focus on what you can control. Get your sleep right. Maybe sit down in meditation before you as soon as you wake up or just before bed and, 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 and implement, pick three things that you can really stick to and just give them a month, you know? And, and, and before you know it, you will see the difference and then it's just about adding on to those things, you know? There's a guy called Andrew Frizzella. Uh, he's, he, he's, 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 he's like a business personality. He, he's, 
he offers a lot of personal development advice on business and and success. And he talks about uh, the power list. And what a power list is is you will pick five things that you need to do day after day without fail, and you do these things no matter what. So, for instance, in your case, it could be drink two liters of water. It could be spend 30 minutes in the gym. It could be make sure you have eight hours of sleep. It could be spend 10 minutes learning about a fitness topic that you really enjoy. And the next thing could be cut out sweets, or whatever it may be. And you do that. <clears throat> you would do that at least six out of the seven days of each week. Andrew Frizzella will, will say you'll do it continuously forever. The key is you implement these habits. I would say start with three, pick three things and 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 stick with them and just do that alone, you know. So for instance, if we were to pick three for you now, I'd say spend 30 minutes in the gym five times a week. So you'd you'd spend that 30 minutes in the gym or you go for a walk. Next one could be have could be have no more than three meals a day. And then the next thing, drink two to three liters of water. And just take those boxes off. And I guarantee after three weeks of that, number one, it'll feel fun. Number two, you'll look a lot better. Number three, you will feel so much more confident in yourself and so much more, as we refer back to, at peace with your own self-esteem, with your own path and your own vision for a better version of you. That's not to mention that you are going to enjoy the process initially. You're not going to find it easy. There's going to be things that happen. There's going to be life that gets in the way. It might be that you've got to pick up the kids or something happens at work or something goes wrong financially, whatever it is. The key is understand that these situations that do arise, maybe it's just that you, you feel tired and you, or you're stressed. These situations that arise, they're going to arise. Accept them and lean into the discomfort. Persevere. Be disciplined. Be disciplined and, and focus on consistency. Okay? One thing that I teach all of my clients and, and this is the formula for getting results. I call it the three C's. First, you gain clarity. Okay? This involves your vision plan, what your goals are, your values, and your objectives. Okay? So first, we gain clarity. Okay? Next, we work out a routine that creates convenience for us. Okay? We just mentioned then the power list. Your, th your three, two to three liters of water, your three meals a day, and your 30 minutes workout uh, five times a week, okay? So you've got that. Now, the, you're clear on your vision. You want to get in shape. You've got your power list, which will give you convenience. You tailored around your routine. And then your job is to gain the consistency. And the only way you, or, or at least showcase that, the only way you do that is by turning up. You've got to turn up. Don't let life get in the way. Don't let your limitations get in the way. You, yeah, your, 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 oh, this is when on. I want to give, that's your subconscious mind telling you that you don't deserve what it is you want to achieve. 
It's telling you that you should stay where you are, that you should stay normal, okay? You want better for yourself. Better is only going to come when you push for more, okay? There's a guy called Jordan Belfort. I'm sure you've heard of the movie, Wolf of Wall Street. Well, I've got his, his sales course. It's absolutely amazing. And one thing he talks about is the importance of stretching. Now, this isn't in a physical sense. This is in more of a spiritual or a mental sense, a, 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 a work ethic sense, yeah. character trait sense, you call it. Now, what I want you guys to do is, as you're watching this, just raise your arm, okay? So we to raise our arm now. Now, that's as high as you can go. Can you go a little bit higher? You see that little inch that you've just yeah. raised higher? You think that doing three workouts a week or not training at all or having a, a, a few pints in the weekend, letting little things go, that's your best. I've done my best. No, you can stretch. You can push through, okay? You've just showed yourself that this little inch is what it takes, okay? That is the gap between your success, okay? That's how close you are to your, to your, to your next level. Now, if you can do that for a period of 21 days, then you're implementing this habit and it will become easier. You'll become more flexible with your work, work ethic and your work rate. And ultimately, your output and consistency is what's going to get you the results you want. Mm -hmm. So in simplification, be clear on your goals. Work on creating that convenience in clarifying what things you're going to do in terms of your actions and things that's based on you, your vision plan and then from there be consistent stretch stretch your limits and and give it your best shot give it your best shot that's great because that just <clears throat> that just shows like there's a lot to touch on there but one of them is mm. it's just to simplify it because i think a lot of people even myself when i first got into the gym i overcomplicated mm. what it would look like going in there but if you literally simplify mm. stay consistent build three things you can slowly get into your routine and start building on them eventually mm -hmm. become four and eventually it could become five and you start building those things yeah. it's going to get you to a point that will excel you and you'll look back even in like two months time you're like fuck who was yeah. that person two months ago who and was the, yeah who and was those it? results come quicker and quicker like another example mm -hmm. i can give it from today when i went to the gym i finished doing my work and then i had about two hour gap from work to this podcast and I was knackered. I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. I was like, I don't want to go to the gym. I might just go home. Like that subconscious mom was playing in, trying to tell me to stay home and mm. relax and stuff. And I was like, nah, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the sauna. And I'm going to come do this podcast. When I went to the gym and did the sauna on the drive home, I was singing, driving home. <laughs> but going to, the gym, going to the gym, I wasn't singing. That just shows the mm. power of doing the uncomfortable things and the results that come from that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to mention one little quote as well. Fear plus action equals power. Now, a lot of the discomfort that you feel when you're 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 going through that that process, your fitness journey, you need to understand that that is you being afraid of the discomfort. Now, 
all you have to do is face up to it, okay? If 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 it comes to the discomforts of how's it gonna look, how am I gonna look in the gym if I don't know what I'm doing? These that little sense of fear, that is a sign for you to push. That's a sign for you to stretch. That's a sign that you're going to grow. You know, the the, the reward doesn't come on the way there. It comes, it, it it happens when you turn up. And as you've mentioned there, Ryan, when you leave, you always leave with a smile. There's no bad workout. You know, as long as you get yourself there and you turn up, that is all that need. That is, that is all you need. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's the hardest mm. part. It's just turning up. But once you turn up, it's easy then. It's just getting yourself there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love absolutely. that quote. I think that's going and to be... cliche, the, uh, but most people don't want to be like that. Exactly. Because I think that's going to be the title of this podcast episode now is Fear Plus Action Equals Power. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. Good, good, good. I love it. Love it. It's a great quote. Great quote. By Grant Cardone. Yeah, I've been looking at his work. He's, I love what he does. And um, especially when you said Dr. D. Martini before, I think a lot of people should check him out as well, especially when it comes to identifying yeah. purpose and values as well. Yeah. Because that template you mentioned before is one really good one too. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Definitely. It's absolutely brilliant. Really is. I'd like to, Um, I've got two questions for you. I asked these to everyone. Um, I didn't pre-send these to you, but... The final two questions for you, Matty, is um, the first one is, if you could study with any professional in the world in any industry, who would you study with and what would you like to study? What would I like to study? Sports professional or like business professional? Anything. So any expert in the world in any field, who would you like to seek guidance from or learn from? Just one person? Yeah, or it could be like a collective. Okay. So I've got two. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So the the first one is a business professional. And he is his name is Alex Formosi. Now, this guy, massive inspiration of mine. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. He basically come from literally homelessness to a hundred million pounds in gym business sales he is one of the greatest businessmen of our generation he understands the fitness industry better than probably all of the industry put together and his knowledge is just exponential when it comes to marketing sales and things like this and i think for me if i was to learn those skills with the passion i've got for health and wellness and uplifting people's lives i think those skills, character traits, and habits that I'd really be able to benefit from being his mentee, so to speak, would allow me to really change the world and 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 make a lot of people a, a lot happier and a lot healthier. And and that's one of the men of the people I'd love to learn from. The other person is a guy called. Swami Satyananda. Swami Satyananda. And this guy is a yogi from, or a Swamiji, they call him, from Bihar in India. Now, this guy talks about Tantra. And what a lot of people think Tantra is about, like, like, like 
crazy karma sutra sexual stuff but what tantra actually is 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 it the science of energy and consciousness and this guy is one of the ultimate teachers and he teaches people how to essentially cultivate and optimize 100% of the brain and their organs to really utilize the maximum of human potential and this is going beyond psychic senses to like uh, things known as siddhis and 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 we won't go into them they're very deep some people will be like well that's a bit crazy but they're uh, siddhis and and things like this where it's it's basically superhuman consciousness and 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 like just to be able to learn of a because ultimately we, the, the 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 main question is that we all have is where have we come from why are we here what is our purpose you know and i think to learn from someone with such an extensive level of knowledge experience and spiritual power for me to be able to implement and share that with the world on such a scale that someone with the skills of say alex homozy would have that would i really do feel like to 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 have that would change the world and just to finish one of me just to clarify this one of my motives with regards to the 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 choices is I believe that when we die, the only things we can take with us are the knowledge we share with others, the charity we give to others, or acts of service, and the 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 the, the good words or prayers that people say about or for us when we die. And with that being said, to be able to change the world in such a way and to give to so many people that for me would be really, really, I think it's the best way to die anyway. I know it sounds quite morbid, but I think in terms of leaving such a, a legacy behind for your children of and responsibility, as we mentioned, to be healers of the planet, uh, I can only see a positive outcome in the next stage of life. So, yeah, that's that's the, the depth of, of thought that's where we are now. Um, and, yeah, God willing, God willing, I'll, I'll meet them both one day and then I'll be able to write some books to, to, to give away for charity. So, yeah. I love that, that how you on. said um, the legacy as well, like build something and make an impact that lives longer than you. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. The aim is to build winners only to the level. And I'm well, then once I know my family are okay and those books and teach them about the metaphysics of the planet, their own inner spiritual power and the the the, the economics of health and how, how it benefits your life and in more aspects than one, you know. Mm. So God willing, God willing, it's going to happen eventually. It will happen. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's it man. That's, that's what I say Matthew thank you for coming on though like it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast you've shared a lot of knowledge and some people might be listening right now and thinking how they can get in contact with you maybe to work with you or to check out your content 
how can people reach out to you and find you? Okay, so you can find me on any of the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at, at Winners Only Fit. So W-I-N-N-E-R-S-O-N-L-Y-F-I-T. That is Winners Only Fit. Uh, we've got a website as well, winnersonlyfit.com. Uh, all you have to do if you want to ask any questions or anything like that, either give us a follow or just send us a DM. Or you could send us an email at Matthew at winnersonlyfit.co.uk. Uh, it's entirely up to you which way you want to contact me. I'll, 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 I'll be more responsive on Instagram, but it's entirely up to you. But regardless of what it is, if you have something you really want to work towards when it comes to your health and fitness, take the chance and lean into it. Okay. Mm. You can do it. And there's more people rooting for you. I'm believing in you than you see that you notice. Nice one. I'll link all of that in the bio as well. Mainly Instagram. I'll link your Instagram in the show notes for this episode for anyone listening. So check it out. Click the link. Highly recommend it. But yeah, thanks, mate. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, brother. Really appreciate it. It's been great chatting with you. I'm, 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 I'm honored to be able to share my story with your audience. And yeah, I'm really, really grateful. Really grateful. Thank you. I wish you the utmost success with the One Talk podcast.